Any questions this evening? Yes. Thank you much. Mm, the last of you, um, you said about uh, worshiping deities, how important it is, how uh, it shouldn't be never stopped, how, how serious it is. And uh, I would like to ask you, I know there are uh, some devotees that they have at home deities, even though they don't have uh, second initiation, maybe they, maybe they don't even have the first initiation, but somehow they're worshipping deities. They may have like, even Charagam Shivas at home. And I would like to ask you, because um, it seems that there is some positive, to it. they have some, maybe they are building some saskaras for Bhakti. Mm-hmm. So there is this positive way, but also there is, uh, the other side, the uh, offenses that they may be committing, especially hmm. with Sharad and Shiva. So, if you could explain. Uh-huh. Well, they shouldn't have Shalagram Shila or Gordon Shilas. Um, and I would be surprised to find that and wonder who would have given them to them. Um, but. And I don't, I don't know that nobody would like that, but there may be some people. Um, but there are a lot of people that have deities that they bought in the store somewhere and uh, keep them in their home and so forth. And and, um, and technically speaking, um, as I was mentioning the other night, there is a ritual called Pran Pratishta, Pratishta means like um, to establish in this context, and pran means the energy, the life. So to establish life inside the murti, inside the form. Hmm? Um, and the essence of it is, um, the ritual is the in- inviting of that form from the heart of the, the guru hmm? um, to accept worship in that shape that resembles um, artistically um, in material elements uh, that which we've heard about that is beyond the the, uh, mortal vision and um, in the essence of that that pran pratishta, that uh, that ritual, is the uh, blessing, the acknowledgement of the uh, of the guru as to the presence of the deity. There's a famous story of the of the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Mahaprabhu deity in Navadweep. Um, there's a couple of deities of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that were manifest during his presence. Uh, one uh, I'm speaking of at the moment in, in Nadia was um, established after he left Nadia, took sannyas, went to Puri, and Vishnu Priya Devi was living in separation from him and said that she lived very austerely and would uh, chant uh, the holy name, and with every um, round, I guess, on her, her mala, she would move a grain of rice from one side of the table and put it in a in a cup, and as many rounds as she chanted, however many rice grains of rice she would cook and offer and eat for the day such was the measure of her uh, separation. So um, this was very painful, you can imagine, for the other devotees. We were eating now in the morning the uh, from the Madhyakanda of Chaitanya Bhagavad, and in the volume that we're reading, the sannyasthila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will, will come. It's very, very touching, um, especially this part with um, regard to Vishnu Priya's uh, position I mean, all of the devotees got to um, see him 
after he took sannyas, even his mother hmm, was able to come to um, Katwa, or the house, or ultimately the house of uh, of Advaita, was it, yeah. in Shantipur, where he was uh, taken by Nityananda Prabhu after his sannyas, and um, but Vishnu Priya alone, of course, was not uh, allowed to come, so her separation was very great. At any rate, um, Aditi was fashioned, and and um, they, at different stages of the artistry, if you will, they would bring the 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 uh, form before Vishnu Priya Devi, <coughs> and the, the, the one time they brought, she pulled her sari over her head over her eyes and a kind of a, uh, in a customary, um, very um, chaste and uh, devoted uh, wife type of, uh, of a response. And they knew Mahaprabhu is, is present here. So um, they were really manifesting a deity of Mahaprabhu that corresponded with the heart of Vishnu Priya Devi. That, that's famous deity in, in Nadia. There's another famous deity of, of um, Gore and Nityananda that were established um, by um, Goridas Pandit, who is the incarnation of Subal Sukha, Krishna's closest friend um, amongst those who participate in his romantic life. There are some beautiful stories about those deities also, and uh, I told some of them, I think, uh, in recent in recent talks, maybe on the uh, the day of Subaldesh hmm. and the Gopastami. Um but um, at any rate, my point is that the essence is that the uh, Vishnu Priya's approval or the Acharya's acknowledgement, so forth. Hmm. Um, I think the last. Part of the, the acharya comes and puts the tulsi leaf with sandalwood paste on the feet of the deity after the after the ritual. So, um, so it is that we cannot do Krishna bhakti without a guru bhakti, and therefore the very first anga or limb of Krishna bhakti that Rupa Goswami um, explains is ado guru Vashraya. To take shelter of the guru. Nowadays, many people have the cart before the horse. Hmm. Um, and of course, that is a typical uh, Kanishta Adhikari, uh, Prakrita Bhakta uh, perspective. Hmm. It's, we shouldn't be so surprised. The forms that it takes are a little bit um, surprising. Hmm? And they become almost militant and um, philosophizing against the necessity of a, uh, of a guru, really. Um, um, in the name of, for example, let's say, worshipping a previous acharya or something like that. But this is... A, so this is a little surprising, but the principle then is is there, described in the Bhagavatam, a characterize, I should say, a characterization of the of the lowest grade of devotee. And it said, um, what is it, Shraddha uh, Puja? Um, that I forget the Sanskrit now. It's an eleventh canto, but. Um, they uh, they worship the deity, they worship Krishna, but they don't have um, um, proper respect for the Vaishnav. Hmm? The same principle hmm? for or for the guru. Hmm? Um, of course, um, this ultimately becomes, uh, if we're not careful, a namaparad that we. Circumvent the guru, to worship Krishna, because it's mentioned that uh, one should not um, disregard the guru. 
So it's a very important principle, and as I say, amongst the different limbs, angas of the body of bhakti that uh, are delineated by Rupa Goswami, 64 of them. The first is take shelter of the guru, and the second is to take siksha and diksha from the guru, and uh, the fourth, the second, third, and fourth is to serve him affectionately, and uh, and then um, and then uh, to also uh, serve the entourage of the guru, or their sadhus and so the Vaishnavas and so forth. So it comes in pretty strongly with an emphasis on this point. Uh, the point being that you really can't do do Krishna bhakti without guru bhakti. So we always defer to the guru, and then we worship Krishna and so forth. Um, and so it holds true, obviously, with regard to the worship of the deity. We have to receive the mantra that the deity corresponds with and which is employed in the deity's service, uh, engaged or utilized. Uh, it's an important aspect of the Seva Puja. Um, um, we have to have that, have received that, in order to, to do the worship. Hmm. Um, so, again, it's very much a, a situation where you have the um, cart before the horse. Um, and, and much of this is, is, is due to the, uh, really, to the a misunderstanding of the principle of guru that's so very uh, rampant in the community, um, when our Guru Maharaj, when Prabhupada came, of course, to Americas and, and, and Europe and so forth, and began his mission, I mean, he was he was a Gaudi Vaishnavism. We didn't know of any other Gaudi Vaishnavism. We didn't have contact with any other lineage and uh, and so forth. Gradually, of course, if you as time goes on, you, you 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 see that he's part of something. And of course, he taught that all along, and, and what the implications of that, what that means, and so on and so forth. And the idea is that your conception of the guru and guru tattva should mature. Now you all come into a different environment, where you see there's a plurality of gurus, and you see there may be some relativity. Guru here may do it this way, and another guru there may do it that way. And we didn't have that experience, so it was a it, so. We were supposed to uh, uh, as that experience um, was afforded us, which naturally it would be in due course hmm. that's uh, inevitable that we would respond to it in a mature way, and so forth many devotees have not responded to it in a mature way, and they've um, gravitated towards a very Kanishta Adhikari conception of guru at, at, at best sometimes and uh, so an environment has been created that uh, for example in, in the, when Prabhupada came to America no one would go and buy deities and just, just pick up some deities and we all worshipped the deities in the temples that he had stalled there were very few people that had personal deities um, I was one person a Guru Kripa Swami he had a set of Gornitai deities these were authorized by Prabhupada I think Jamuna uh, worshipped some deities in Japan that for, had to had to leave Japan. Where, that's where their deities came from. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. So. so these were special circumstances. Hmm. I was traveling. I wrote to Prabhupada. I'm traveling all the time. Whenever I come to the temple, I, I like to worship the deity, but they have the local people there who are have it as their service. So he suggested get a deity of Gornitai and you can take them from wherever you go, worship in the morning and then put them in a box and then go out and preach and the next morning you wake them up and so forth. So um, the deity worship was, um, it still is today in, in ISKCON and Prabhupada's uh, formal mission usually kept to a very high standard uh, of cleanliness and time uh, and uh, regularity and uh, um, Um, well, attent attentiveness to, to ritual and so forth. 
Um, but subsequently, there's been a, you know people who go to India and then uh, and they see the deities are in the shop and you just like them and buy them and uh, and the sense that we had at the time that you can't just go worship a deity uh, you know that's not something you, you just decide to do you have to have the blessing of the uh, the guru and so forth so there's the idea of installed deities and uninstalled deities um, that's kind of come about i mean an uninstalled deity is not a not a deity uh, by scriptural standards it's a form that the lord could accept enter into and accept worship through hmm, if the proper uh, procedures are um, performed and so forth. So uh, that's what you have a lot of people with um, quote-unquote uninstalled deities. Um, sometimes they ask me for the permission to worship them. I don't want to really give permission in, 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 by way of that and in essence, um, um, it would be a part of establishing the deity there because I can't be sure he's going to be worshipped properly and taken care of and done regularly and so on and so forth. So, um, your question is that, that this has, uh, seems to be a bit of a travesty that the uh, Deities worshipped uh, without authorization, without the ritual being established, without knowing how to do it right, and uh, or perhaps whimsically sometimes do it, sometimes don't, and so forth. But on the other hand, is there any benefit from it at all? Hmm. And um, I think that... Um, you might liken it to keeping a picture of Krishna in your house or something like that. Um, ultimately, of course, the, the beauty in the eye of the beholder um, holds up. Um, and that's the principle that we're talking about with regard to the Acharya. One who has real deep feeling and so forth then, then can see the deity. And, and if he or she projects their bhava on something that looks like Krishna to them or something, it'll become a worshipable so-called self-manifest deity and so forth. Um, but this is not what's happening for most people who, who like the deity and um, in some way. And But um, yes, there may be some benefit like um, keeping the picture, but you know, for that matter, um, um, just to show you where things have gone. Um, it, it used to be a custom, and still is in many temples in India, that you can't come and take a picture of the deity. Hmm. And you think, why not? I can't take a picture of the deity. You know, I don't know what kind of temple is this? But their idea is that if you take the picture of the deity, then you will take the picture and you may not worship the picture hmm. properly. Um, an offense would be created and they don't want you to create offense and an obstacle in your path and so forth. So the form of the Lord is, uh, we are fortunate that, that it said that the name is non-different, but the name is more merciful, that even if we offend the form, the name will come and help us. That's why it said, if you commit the seva aparad to the deity, that can be rectified by by, by doing namsan kirtan. Hmm? sitting before the deity and chanting. Sometimes we can chant chapter of the Bhagavad Gita or chant um, Mahamantra and so forth for some time. So, so there may be uh, some some benefit and like you say, developing a samskar for for the uh, for for bhakti and and so on. And I find that people they do seem to. They like that. They get attached in some some way. They can't keep it up. They, you know, if, if we were to say, "Okay, you could do here are the regulations," and they would mostly run away and say they couldn't do that. And it's supposed to be very consuming. It's supposed to be very consuming. <laughs> That's the uh, the idea. Ultimately, 
until the, the deity begins to speak to you, and then you're really stuck. So Sanatan said, well, if you want salt, then if I give you that, then you'll want something else. So, and the deity asked for, for some salt. So um, so there may be some some benefit, and I don't, uh, these days, uh, it's been some time I've uh, think thought about how to deal with the phenomenon. Um, but I think I've come to that kind of resolution that if they have, then keep and do something and be, and be respectful as they are and so forth. And, and think of it like, you know, you have a picture of Krishna there and... and um, And, I, and and that's that's not going to change. I, uh, years ago, I thought, oh, when America becomes like India, then you know that Krishna consciousness is really growing. And in the, India is like a hodgepodge of so many misconceptions. And and uh, for example, they're selling the deities in the store to whoever wants them, and they, they don't have the pranpratishta ceremony. All kinds of people um, picking up something here and there, some half baked ideas and. And so on. So we find that coming to America with regard to Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that's to be expected. Hmm. So there'll always be different levels of understanding and misunderstanding. And in one sense, the more misunderstanding is there, the more uh, the proper understanding must be there. Also, hmm. if there's if you're if you're growing a plant, there uh, some weeds will come. You do have to keep picking them, but they'll come. Hmm. If not even a weed will grow there, then probably your plant won't grow there either. <laughs> so, um, so I think that's a way to to harmonize it and uh, and uh, and all. And there may be some instances where we um, know that the deity will be taken care of. But as I said last night, I, it, was a, it used to be a householder thing because if, if a man got sick, then the wife would worship and so forth. And there would be a backup system, some kids, and and, and they would learn and so forth. And it was uh, the, the the god of the, the family, so to speak, and would be very much um, consume the life of the um, household, the way of... The, 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 the sadhu carries the Lord in his heart. When the Vidur was going to go on pilgrimage, Yudhisthira said, Why you have to go to the pilgrimage? You are a place of pilgrimage. The Lord is always carried in your heart wherever you go. So then the householders would as they say, take from the heart of the sadhu and keep the, uh, a, 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 a representation of that in the home hmm? and make the home an ashram. Hmm? We call it the grihasta ashram. Hmm? So make the, ho- the house uh, a temple. Generally, they make a room, a closet, and you know, one little place and open it every now and then. But if you do it right, then it becomes the reverse, and the deity gets the living room, and you get the closet, and and uh, everything's arranged properly for the, the deity service. I had that experience when I went into I, I think I've told before, when I first went to India, we landed in Madras, and we stayed at a householder's house. And maybe maybe they were from, I don't know, Ramanuja Sampradaya or Madhva Sampradaya, and they had deity in their house, and it was like Bhakunta and... One of my godbrothers asked when we were being offered breakfast, is it, is it offered? He, the guy, chuckled and he said, this whole house is offered. Everything here is offered. And I looked at him and I thought, well, it looks like it. <laughs> they were all very, very excited. So. But even Otaku writes about um, his uh, householder life. And, and uh, at one point he says, Grihetup Goloko Bhai. I saw my house turn into Goloka Vrindavan. When I see the deity, I, my heart leaps, and I hear the mudanga. So, this is the was the system. Hmm? Um, and the lifestyle, of course, lent itself to it more than today, where you don't. You have all these devices to speed things up, and you have to go that much faster. As a result, um, 
and uh, no time. No time. So that's unfortunate, but uh, this was the ancient uh, system. Householders would worship the deities, and the sadhus would would travel and carry the Lord in the heart. And the Vrindavan Goswamis, they they established deities and then gave the care to their householder disciples. Been worshiping for generations and generations and generations. The Radharaman deity is very famous, the deity of Gopal Bhatta Goswami. I don't know, there's 50 families or something like that that are all derivative of the original family, the disciples of Rupa Goswami, or of, of, excuse me, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, that the care of the deities was, was given to, and they have shifts in different times of the year where there are particular families in, in charge. And so it's a, it's a sample of, and that's a, an official temple, hmm. not a home temple, but the temple, and they, they, uh, they take care very, very, very nicely, very nice standard. Hmm. And every, every day, of course, it goes on, and and uh, all the different festivals, the different seasons are observed, and so it's just quite something to to uh, to witness and and uh, to meet them, the all Brahmin, Vaishnava families, and going on for five hundred years in front of little Radharaman deity. Hmm. He's a very special deity, of course. He's, he's said to have been a self-manifest deity. Gopal Bhatta had some desire to worship the deity. He had the shalagrams. And uh, on the day of Nishinga Chaturdasi, he was meditating on the fortune of Prahlad that, that Nishinga David actually manifest before him. And uh, when he got up in the morning, he noticed the little basket that he would keep the shalagrams in was bulging. He thought that maybe it was a snake that he got it inside. But he opened it up and what he found was the the shalagram had expanded, and here was the one part, and the shoulder and the hip was the other, and the deity had come out. This is Radha Raman. Hmm. So he's been taken care of for many years and will be for forever, hmm. and by householders. So it's a very beautiful and powerful anga of, of bhakti, archan. But it has to be done um, properly, and there are um, uh, various uh, procedures and standards and so forth that that uh, to be established, and that creates a certain environment, atmosphere. And of course, again, by the blessing of the guru, you have to have the mantra mm-hmm. to worship as well. So, so again, the. the um, in order to do Krishna Bhakti, you have to do Guru Bhakti, and only the then the Kanishta. Uh, um, as you advance, then you understand the importance of the Vaishnava, the importance of the Guru should be uh, coming to um, to the fore that much more. In the beginning, the person typically thinks, "I worship the deity," but it, I don't recognize the, mat, the the extent to which the deity is manifest in the sadhu or even understand that the deity is there because of the sadhu. Hmm. That's why the deity is there. That's very comforting. That's why I say, why do we why do we bow down to the deity? Because the Vaishnava told us, this is, this is God. So where is, where is God? He's in the heart of the Vaishnava. More so than in the deity. This is a very important point of our philosophy that's it's difficult to understand. Hmm. And you'll see that the lack of that understanding extend for some time in practicing person's lives if you look carefully. They will think that Krishna is more present in the deity than in the Vaishnava, than in the sadhu, than with the guru, without really being aware of it. You can see it in the way they conduct themselves and so forth. So it's not an easy thing to realize. It's easy to say, but to really understand it is, is a little difficult. Does that help?
What else? Yes. When we talk about like um, developing a serving ego and um, aspiring for Dasi Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, are, are those two things different? Are they different? Yeah, this, this, the serving ego that we're to develop and the Dasi Bhakti. Well, I think that sometimes we speak in a general way about a serving ego. Hmm? Um, excuse me, and replacing um, the enjoying ego, if you will. Um, dismantling the, the uh, enjoying ego and cultivating the service ego is a more general idea. Hmm? Um, and developing dasya bhakti from Mahabrabhu is is the cultivation of the uh, Dasi Rasa for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But they can work very much together, obviously. Um, uh, because what is our the serving ego without object of our service and so forth? I think to to it's very useful to connect them uh, together and uh it's, um, I think, very um, conceptually um, much within the grasp of a devotee to pursue Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, as compared to Madhurasa for Radha Krishna, or even Sakya Rasa, for for Radha and Krishna, because the Dasya Bhakti, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is, uh, plays itself out in the way that our sadhaka's life and, and practice plays itself out day to day. So that's why I say the Navadip is sada, sadhana siddhabhumi, that place where siddhas are playing like sadhakas. So it so much corresponds with our life so that we can almost say that our life is an extension of that Gaurlila continuing on under the auspices of the the Acharya and so forth. So, so I think it's very useful to tie the ideas together. And of course the idea is that, well, to develop a serving ego, so we develop Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. All the Rasas are, of course, service but they don't look like service, necessarily. Hmm? It doesn't look like service when Mother Yasoda is tying Krishna up and chastising him. Hmm? But Dasya Bhakti looks like service, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Samasti Guru, hmm? Gaur Nityananda, of the Sampradaya, the macrocosmic manifestation of the Guru. And, of course, Guru Bhakti, same same principle. Um, 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 but Dasya Bhakti to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then by developing that, you simultaneously develop a particular serving ego disposition in uh, relation to Krishna Lila, because there's no Chaitanya Lila without Krishna Lila. Hmm. So if you could enter into Gaur Lila as a servant, then you would follow him when he enters into trance and and uh, experiences the Krishna Lila in the context of the, of the eternal war Lila. So it's a very uh, useful um, way to um, think about the, the culture of the, um, the ideal. Hmm. Um, Sridhar used to say that if you're coming from Navadweep, then a uh, very strong recommendation there hmm, to enter into, into Vrindavan. Oh, he's coming from Nabatvi. Let him in. No, no problem. Something like that. So this is our entry entry point. Hmm? Our entry point will be in in Godrum. Hmm? In Godrum. Hmm? This is one of the nine islands of Nabatvi, and Godrum is Nandagram. And Godu at least for Sakirasa. Mm-hmm. And kirtan 
Godrum represents this, all the nine islands of that would correspond with the nine practices of bhakti articulated by Prahlad, Navavida bhakti, Navalakshan bhakti. So the Godrum represents Kirtan. In his Navavida Taranga, Bhakti Thakur, you should read it. He speaks very beautifully about Godrum there. And um, and also of of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and uh, in relation to uh, to Sakirasa, uh, for Madhurasa also we'll enter into Godrum. There, Bhakti Vinod is residing in his Surabikunj, Surabikunj in uh, Svananda Sukada Kunja, and uh, he's written uh, written about that and Navadvip. Uh, Baba Taranga's own testimony and and glorification of, of Navadvip. So, Godrum is our entry place and our way is Kirtan. Kirtan the Prabhavi, Smaranasvabhavi. By the power of Kirtan, the meditation, internal meditation will come. Hmm? So, this is the secrets <laughs> where to enter and where you will end up. You will end up there plus. You know, in the Gaur Lila plus Krishna Lila. Hmm? Marsh? Uh, you know, that together, that, that uh, with Gokula's question, I, got a, I have a couple of things going on in my mind that kind of work together, I guess, um, about, uh, about the home deity worship. Um, sometimes, sometimes devotees don't go shopping for deities, but deities show up. Mm-hmm. And that happened with us. My, one of my, my best friend was a sculptor who actually made the original Panchatatra deities. In your previous life? Huh? You're speaking about your previous In my life? Previous life, yeah. Um, gave me Tai on my birthday one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens, and yeah. Installed him with Kirtan at, uh, on Janmashtami Vyas Puja, uh, maybe a couple of weeks later or something. And then my shilas all came to me mm-hmm. of their own accord as well. Um, so that was one thing. Sometimes the deities come, and then the devotees, of course, they need to consult. Okay, now what do we do? Right. And how do we get it going? And we decided to do it with two days of kirtan and prasadam. Um, but then there was another thing about Gorni Thai. Srila Prabhupada encouraged some program of distributing Gorni Thai like books. Actually. That's true. He did say one place that get little statues of Gornitai and give them to people and tell them that wave incense at these people at these statues and chant his mantra Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Ram Hare Ram 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 Hare Hare and all your desires will be fulfilled. So <laughs> <laughs> So I mean he's a powerful acharya so he could he could um, advocate such a such a program. Hmm. Um, there's also the the argument in that regard that Gornitai accept no offense and and so on and so forth. But um, so there may be some place, but that's the difference between having an installed deity and teaching people how to properly do archon and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. <laughs> I mean, we didn't do that. He didn't. He said it once, but it wasn't like a, a mandate. That's yeah, not like he sat down and got a committee together and make a plan. And That's the the Nityananda of Aish, this <laughs> coming to the surface. Nityananda Prabhu just pushed forward and said, "Worship Goranga." Even though Goranga said to worship Krishna, he said, we'll worship Goranga. And he got some people to agree with him with his enthusiasm. And so it all began. So we find that in Prabhupada also. What else? Is there, um, is there any difference between, like, Nityananda is called the Akanda Guru Tattva, Mahaprabhu is called the Samasti Guru. Is there any difference between like in those two terms? Is it just... Uh, well, um, sometimes we 
single out Nityananda Prabhu hmm, as the fountainhead of Guru, Guru Tattva, um, as opposed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu or Gaur Nityananda, because Nityananda Prabhu is is Balram, and he has the there's two sides to Balaram. One side is he's he's God, and he's the object of um, uh, of uh, along with Krishna of Sakirasa, and I mean he has his own gopas, Dwarasa uh, Gopals, and so forth, and. and uh, and 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 the other side is he worships Krishna, like a sakka. He's kind of the leader of the sakas. So in Prabhupada's language, he is Krishna was was is the supreme personality of Godhead, and Balaram is the supreme person. Krishna is the supreme excuse me supreme personality of Godhead served, and Balaram is the supreme personality of Godhead servitor. So he's he's. Um, uh, God showing the way of service. Now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is 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 Krishna showing the way of service, but he's he's trying to pursue his own interests, and the overflow of that is he's teaching, so to speak, an aspect of himself is teaching. But because Nityananda Prabhu as is the best servant of, in one sense of of um, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Expanding in all the ways that Balaram does to serve, as we pray in the morning, as the umbrella, as the shoes, as the Brahman thread, I mean, from head to toe, and and uh, uh, around his torso, Nityananda Prabhu is this is intertwined with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he has a serving ego there, hmm? and is teaching it by example. Sometimes he'll be singled out, and he first, as I said earlier, just a few minutes ago, pointed to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, we worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so sometimes he's singled out in that way, but um, really they are both the presiding deities of the Sampradaya. We could say Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the presiding deity as Radha Krishna, and Nityananda Prabhu is there, broadcasting that and so forth. But he's God, too, so they're both the presiding deities. And... Um, they both, in a sense, represent the the macrocosmic samasti principle of guru that everybody else who's a jiva that's a guru rather than God being the guru and setting example. They're microcosmic uh, representation, local of that. And they preside then to, over the whole lineage and in Nadia, of course, then they're, you know, they're all worth they're, they're, they're worship like that. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're the, they're the arguably the gurus. Of course, they're also gurus, but they're uh, worshipped in the in the sentiment of dasya, bordering on on friendship. And so, sometimes we emphasize Chaitanya Prabhu in that in that way. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is the is the guru as well of all the devotees, the teacher. He's the sannyasi. Amongst all the intimate associates, he took sannyas. There's some older sannyasis as well that are the figurative roots of the tree, of the, the, the roots of the figurative tree of the bhakti that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he's the world teacher, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. What else? What's it? Yes. Okay. Time? It's almost, it's five minutes away. Um, I, I read um, Shiva Maharaj's saying encounters with divinity. He's saying like that our attachment, and it is definitely very obvious in the Anatomy stage. They're coming out and he's saying that there are conscious they have no new roots in mm-hmm. our existence and also you you mentioned that in the Gita, that's a good chapter. 
And could you explain how we should understand that? What he's saying that is that our material conditioning is um, something like moss that has no roots. It can be swept away. We are rooted in something else. It's like a growth on us. But we ourselves are rooted in in um in a, in in a in a different uh soil um, um, we are constituted of that which is the foundation hmm, of ex- uh, existence hmm, consciousness hmm. it matters like a growth hmm, like moss on a tree or something like that or Mushrooms, they kind of have, have roots, and the implication is that they can be, that can be dismissed away, but there's something that cannot be dismissed away. It's, it's, it's a, a rooted, a permanent, enduring existence, and we are a unit of that. And the material sense of existence is very superficial. It has no roots. It cannot last. It cannot endure. It's a passing thing. Hmm. So he gave an example like that. Like moss. You know what moss is? Or you can find a moss and, and pull it off, something like that. Or mushrooms. I think he gave that kind of example as well. Just a way of speaking about the illusory and impermanent passing nature of material existence that we are so identified with as if we're like planted deeply and rooted in it and it's, uh, it's difficult to uproot and so forth. He, he wants to say proper, from the right perspective, we can see that it's, it's just very superficial. Hmm. Um, so that's a perspective of a more advanced devotee. Obviously when we're troubled by our attachments and so on and so forth. They, they, they just seem like very deeply rooted. You know the story I tell? We can close with that, uh, this of the, the fellow who had guru and disciple and engaged him in some sadhana and then he went traveling and went away and after a time the guru, the disciple got a little, thought he needed a couple extra things and one thing led to another and he got a cow and milk, and then he needed a wife to milk the cow. He was doing his sodomy, and you know, the next thing he had a kid. And this is a nice story. Anyway, his whole, all of a sudden, he had all these distractions mm-hmm. and so forth. And many years later, Guruji came, and oh, Guruji was gone, and so forth. And and uh, see, oh, my situation has changed so much. And uh, he said, well, Why don't you just come with me? He says, No, I, 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 I'd love to come. I can't. Can't come here. I've you know, this. I got the cow. I got the kid. I got the wife. I've got this. That I got a job. I've got all these things. And I can't. You know, they're all holding me here, and and um, dependent on me, and so forth. And so Guru said, "Okay, anyway, I'll go in the river and take bath, and come and take take lunch, and so forth." So. He goes to the river to take a bath, and then the disciple hears, Help! 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 And he runs to the river and says, Gurudev, what, what's the problem? And the guru is standing there in the water, holding onto a log, and saying, Help! He says, well, What's the matter? He says, the log is holding me here. Hmm? The log is holding me. <laughs> I'm stuck. And the, the, the disciple says, well, Why just let go? The log's not holding you at all. You know, he, 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 just let go. Hmm. He said, oh, is that all he said? Do you just have to let go? And he let go, of course, and then the disciple could understand. Then he just went traveling with the guru, would be the follow-up of the, the story. Hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we, 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 we project roots and, 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 and responsibilities and, you know, make the knot tighter 
than what it is. That's, that's just a projection. That's coming from us also, a conscious entity. We're, we're, we're making more out of matter and our material attachments and, than what they are. Attachments to matter are making, turning matter into from a dead thing into a living thing that's a nightmare and a monster that's holding us back, so to speak. Yeah. And that's it. Sometimes we speak about it in a negative way like that. But Yeah. Well, this reminded me of another story that, that I heard a long time ago. A yogi living in the forest but had no possessions other than his underwear. Uh-huh. Meditating, and when he would wash his underwear out and hang it up to dry at night, at one point a mouse would come along and steal it, and this happened night after night. He got completely disturbed, so he went to see some sage, and I've got this problem. This mouse is stealing my underwear when I hang it up to dry at night. Up and need a cat. Mm-hmm. And then the cat wasn't satisfied once with the mouse, so when he went back to the sage, and the sage said, Well, you need a cow so you can have some milk to keep the cat around. And that was taking up his time from his meditation, so the sage said, Well, you need a wife. Obviously, you need a wife to milk the cow for you so you can feed the cat. Keep the mouse from stealing your underwear, and then all of a sudden you had a farm, mm-hmm. kids and cows and animals and crops and everything. And he went, "I'm just so distracted. I can't, I can't focus on my sadhana because of all these things." And the sage just shrugs and will throw your underwear away. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple, but easier said than done. <laughs> Okay, well, we stop there. Sri Sri Gornitananda Ki Jai, Gornitananda Ki Jai, Gornitananda Ki Jai, Gornitananda Ki Jai, Gornitananda Ki Jai,